0: Welcome, this is Gary Ryan from Organizations That Matter and welcome to this episode of the Professional Development Series. This episode is titled, Setting Ground Rules, The Why and The How. If you like to be like everyone else, then I recommend that you don't listen any further to this episode and spend your time more wisely choosing to do something else. If you want to be different and you want to increase the probability that the people with whom you work can be successful when working together, then continue to listen to this episode. Over many years I have been involved in helping people to create high performing teams. Recently I have been facilitating a number of workshops on this specific topic. One of the fundamental steps for creating a high performing team is to set ground rules. Yet... Less than 5% of workshop attendees report that they have ever been in a team where ground rules have been created. When I then ask, how many of you have experienced being a member of a high-performing team? Very few participants report that they believe that they have experienced a high-performing team. While there are a number of factors that affect the capacity of a team to perform to its potential, the existence of ground rules is one of the factors that has a significant impact on a team's capacity for high performance. What is then interesting is that workshop participants often say, look ground rules sound okay but we don't have time for that stuff. Boy do I nearly pull my hair out every time I hear people say that they haven't got time to do the very things that will save time and enhance performance. So what I'm about to say next may seem a bit odd, but in the context of creating a high performing team, slower is faster. I encourage you to be different from most other people and try the following process for creating ground rules. It isn't hard people will respond positively and it takes less than 20 minutes. That's the first time because it gets even faster after you have had some practice. So what's the process? Now I would like to recognize a colleague and close friend, Jock Bagnish, who is also a member of our community, for teaching me this very simple process that I have adapted from his book, Teams, The First 12 Weeks, that was co-authored with Tony Richardson and Angela Lane. The process that I'm about to describe involves a whole team conversation and agreement around three questions, plus a simple way to keep the ground rules alive after they have been created. Now, as much as is possible, all team members need to be present for this conversation. Question 1. At work or study or whatever, what team member behaviors happen that really annoy us, let us down, or stop us from performing to our expected standards. Record the behaviours that are discussed in this conversation. Question number two. In the context of our response to question number one, what ground rules do we need to agree on so that these behaviours won't occur in our team? Once again record the ground rules that you agree upon. These will become the ground rules for your team. The third and final question, question number 3. What will we do when a person breaks one of our ground rules? This is a very important conversation because it allows the team members to discuss the consequences for breaking the ground rules before they have even been broken, which then enables all the team members to be very clear about what they can expect to happen should a ground rule be broken. Another benefit of this conversation is that it allows the team to recognise if any of the ground rules that they had originally created were maybe not as clear as they could have been. As an example, people often create a ground rule such as, we will always be on time for our meetings, or on time for our training, or on time for whatever. The reality for many people is that on occasion, they will be late for the meeting or training session or whatever it is. Discussing the consequences for such behaviours allows the team to then discuss what is expected once you know that you are going to be late, which will happen even to the most diligent team members from time to time. So as an example, you might say, look, we are going to have the ground rule that we expect everyone to be on time. If on the odd occasion it occurs that you know that you can't be on time, this is the process that we expect and you'll have a series of steps that you agree on. So we're not saying that we accept or tolerate people being late but we understand we're human and from time to time this is the process that can be followed. And so a final benefit of the third question is that it clarifies the behavioural standards expected for all team members. This increases the pressure for people to behave to those standards because they are both explicit and everyone in the team participated in their creation. Keeping the ground rules alive now there are two relatively simple ways to keep the ground rules alive the first way create an artifact of the ground rules themselves now I've worked with some teams where they have created a cafe menu and placed it in a menu holder when the team meets they place the menu right in the middle of the table while they might not explicitly look at the menu the artifact of the menu reminds people of what they have agreed it's a simple thing to do and it works the second thing that people can do to keep the ground rules alive every once in a while include the ground rules as a topic for conversation in your meeting agenda ask how are we going with our ground rules should a new person join your team it is critical and I cannot say this enough nor loudly enough Should a new person join your team, it is critical that you conduct a conversation with that person explaining your ground rules and provide them with a genuine opportunity to contribute to updating those ground rules. Remember, your team only has to have one person leave or one person join it for it to become, in fact, a brand new team. I'll talk about that subject on another episode of this series. This process keeps the ground rules fresh and relevant for the specific members of your team at whatever point in time that they are a team. Now please don't be like most other people. Be different and give the teams of which you are a member every chance for success. Create ground rules for your team and keep them alive. You'll find that they will not only enhance the positive experience of being in your team, but your performance will most likely improve as well and ultimately that's why teams exist. They are about high performance. Not enough people understand this. Teams are about high performance. Ground rules increase the chances that team dynamics will not reduce team performance. That's why they exist. I encourage you to do them. If you would like some assistance in putting into practice what you have learned in this episode of our series, please feel free to contact us at Organizations That Matter. That's our website, orgsthatmatter.com. O-R-G-S-T-H-A-T-M-A-T-T-E-R.com. Or visit our online learning community if you would like to learn more with us at studentsthatmatter.ning.com. And remember, a student that matters is a student for life. This is Gary Ryan, and thank you for listening.